You're listening to Orlando Impact, a podcast dedicated to shining the spotlight on purpose-driven leaders in our city. Here's your host, Hilgard Lamprecht. Welcome to Orlando Impact. I'm here today with a good friend and somebody that made a tremendous impact here in Orlando in the area of fun and family. This is uh, John Airy. My name is Hilgard Lamprecht and I'm the host of Orlando Impact. John, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I feel honored that I'm here. Fantastic. Well, John, tell us a little bit about FunSpot. Tell us about how did that journey start for you and uh, what led to the building of of, uh, the FunSpot empire now? Well, it started back when I graduated from high school. I started working for a little go-kart track up in Maitland called Little 500. And one thing led to another, and I just continued to grow and develop. And some new things came down the industry, such as multi-level tracks, and we built them and got some patents on them and allowed us to to go into an amusement park. So we truly, in the last 21 years, we've been at our present location in Orlando and has have continued to grow. We've got three locations, the one in Orlando, one in Kissimmee, and one up in Atlanta, Georgia, south of Atlanta, Georgia. So we've, we've continued to work our product and build a team and market it properly. And the good Lord's blessed us over it all. So we, we feel very fortunate. Fantastic. Fantastic. John, I remember you telling me a story. You know, I, I love you for many reasons. And one of the reasons is that you are a pilot. And I remember you telling me an interesting story about why, why you were drawn to flight and how you've used it in, in the growing of your business. Well, I, I, it was always a challenge, but I always thought it was unachievable because it was so expensive and, and took so much dedication. But back in the 80s, I bought an ultralight and started flying an ultralight, self-taught myself how to do that. And then I decided that if I was really going to get serious about this, I had to really learn the system and learn to fly. And so I took flying lessons and have owned a plane since the mid-80s. So, um, and I flew back and forth to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when I had a business up there and still use it today. When we were building the park in Orlando, we flew to 35, at least 35 different cities and went to 50 different amusement parks and rode 7,500 different roller coasters to decide what type of roller coaster we wanted to do. So we've, we've used aviation quite extensively in the develop a, development of FunSpot. And uh, I, I still, I love the, the challenge of flying because it, it takes discipline, it takes coordination, it takes involvement. And then when you're up there, you see a vista that, that is unbelievable. It's only God could put it together. And here you are experiencing it like very few other people. So it's, it's a beautiful lifestyle to me. I enjoy it. Talking about seeing the big picture, right? Right. That's, uh, that's true. Picture. Very true. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, John, you know, recently, uh, how old are you now? I'll be 70 years old in June. Wow. Don't look at it. Don't look <laughs> at it all. Thank you. Thank you. So recently, you raised up your family in your business. Right. And uh, many people say that business by itself is tough enough. Having family sometimes in the business can make it even tougher at times, or it can make it very, very pleasant. And you have recently transitioned to more the chairman of the board of FunSpot. So talk, talk to us a little bit about what, how did that journey go for you and uh, how are you able to make that successful transition? Well, I think there's different stages of growth and development. Initially, when I was head of everything, CEO, president, running the daily operations, in my opinion, it was very important to have one man or one person to make the decisions. And it wasn't, you had to, it was like a captain of a ship. You had to just say, let's go for it and go for it. And then put all your efforts and energies behind it. 
now that we have three different locations and doing millions upon millions of dollars a year, that it takes a much bigger organization to do it. Um, and we're in a, in a different stage than the startup stages. The startup is important because it, it builds the culture, it builds your marketing, it builds everything you got going. But the next stage, and this is where I am in backing away and transitioning to my kids and offspring, that they're the ones that have to carry it forward. And that's that's the goal. And that is a it's a different operation. They, it takes more people. It takes more meetings. It takes more coordination and it takes a lot more money to grow. So it's uh, it's a different story now than when I started it 20 years ago at FunSpot America. Well, John, I see you everywhere. You have a phenomenal marketing and advertising campaign, fantastically well strategic positioned billboards. But you know, the places I see you a lot, I see you show up in uh, high school gyms, you know, with the FunSpot logo, supporting the local community. I often uh, see you show up with tables and, and uh, some uh, charities that you and I enjoy together that I see you show up in a big way. So obviously making an impact in the local community, philanthropy, giving, those things are important to you and Lois. So talk to us a little bit more about why that is the case and uh, how do you see that role as a as a businessman? Well, it's not all self-serving. I, I think a generous heart is something that is very, very important. And uh, I really feel that we've been blessed and favored and that part of that reciprocating action is to giving back to your community. And and we really do do that. We, from the, all from our hiring practices and making sure it's a good moral place to work and training the people and growing the people up from, from within the community, within the company to take on more and more positions and growth to reaching out and doing stuff like you're talking about and going to the schools and getting involved in the schools and the local churches and the local organizations, UCF and and St. Jude's and the cancer awareness and all this is something that we can do now that we have a bigger impact financially that we can get involved. And it's, it is giving back and it's, if it was, it's not all for selfishness reasons that we're doing this. It's just part of what we feel we've been blessed with, and we're just trying to, to give back to the community. And the neat thing of it is that when we give back, it actually helps us. So we have a philosophy of more is more. And the more we do, it seems like the more we get back in return. So, and it's always worked for us. So I think that's just human nature. That's the way God wants it. And it's, it's good to be generous. Fantastic. What are some of the causes that you specifically have a passion for and and why do you have a passion for that cause well first off i'm a christian therefore i i think god's way jesus way is is the right way this personally my vision is that is probably i hear statistics that 80 percent of today's kids will never enter a church therefore we need to bring the church to them in our places of business and in our culture and let them know that there's something else out there than the social media culture that we seem to be caught in. That's probably my number one passion and vision. There's many other things that are associated with that. And and again, we can do it without buttonholing you and preaching to you and everything else, but we treat our FunSpot family like family. John Jr., my son, who's CEO now, He's started the the golden rule this year as our theme, and treat others as you want to be treated. And that's not from a biblical point of view. That's from a human point of view. But it also has biblical ramifications. 
So it's it's just a way of life. And we don't make apology that we're Christian based and Jesus is very real in our lives, but we don't buttonhole people and condemn. We hire everybody and just try to give them all a chance at doing what we need to have done. Well, your platform for me and my family personally was have been felt in a big, big way. I remember very vividly some amazing family time with my kids on a Sunday after church. We would we would come out to Fun Spot and they wanted us like that. Take us to Fun Spot. And uh, we would go to I think it was Green Tomatoes, the restaurant close by yeah. there. We would have lunch and then we would just go spend some time together. And it was fantastic. It was just so memorable. So you've done a fantastic job in Thank creating you. that 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 atmosphere because we have felt it in our in our family in a very unique way. Let me just tell you right here that you don't have to have it stop. You can continue to bring them out after church every Sunday and, and do things like you would. It, it'll have different meaning, but the fun will still be huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well. I guess growing a business is not always fun, right? So there's probably been some struggles or some some challenges. If you look back to your business career, can you think about maybe one crossroad, one big struggle, and share with us how did you overcome that? Well, there's always the struggle, especially in our industry, of having the uh, the right amount of capital. But that's not the biggest struggle. The struggle was was when we hit success and more more development, and we were growing. We took on family members and I can remember back saying, oh, now I'm not just responsible for me and my family, but for my sister and her husband and for my brother and her, his wife and all these other people that it was that was much more intimidating. I reckon it's the right word that I would have to not only support me, but be support them. And they were relying on me for for their livelihood. And it takes a lot of commitment on their part to jump in when it's not much of an operation and see it grow and, and have the faith and courage to join the team, so to speak, to make it bigger and better. I think that would probably be my main. And that was happening, you know, here we are. That was 20 years ago when we brought everybody together to, to help it grow. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the business of, well, 50 years now. So, so there was 30 years before that 20 year start. So it's, it's, it's a process. You know, you've been you've been gracious to me and uh, have blessed me by introducing me to a lot of your family members. And um, I have had the privilege of working with a, with your sister and with your brother and the folks that you're mentioning here. Yes. And uh, you guys have something very, very special, very, very special about the same area of life, build this business together. And to be able to do that, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. Well, thank you. It is the way that you say it. Uh, that's what I've experienced just in, in the way that they love you and the way you guys have worked together. You know, brothers and sisters working together like that, that's that's rare. That really is rare, John. So fantastic for creating that culture. Wh who would you say has been an influence to you personally that has really helped you, inspired you in business, in life, again, in your philanthropy, in the role that you're in today? Who are some of the folks that have been very instrumental for you? Well, I think the uh, first individual is my original mentor, Ronnie Klein, who was the owner and operator at Little 500 Go-Kart Tracks in Maitland. But he, he taught me the industry. He took me under his wing, so to speak, and, and gave me a job and taught me an industry and got me involved in the industry and loved me like a father and loved me like a, you know, a mentor. And so he would probably be the first and probably the biggest because it, it directed my life from that point forward. I didn't know it was going to do that at the time, 
but but and he's also part of my Christian testimony. So he he has to be there. But there's many others along the way, like Joe Swick, who came on board. Uh, my wife died when when I was 30 years old, and he was there to help me through that time. So Joe Swick would be another really big person. And then later on in life, uh, I would have to say you influenced me a lot, and Judd Peterson and other people in the life wealth management scenario have been big influences too. Well, thank you, John. That's very gracious. I appreciate that. Well, you and I are part of a group called Dream Builders, and uh, we get the opportunity to rub shoulders very, very often with purpose-driven leaders, uh, guys that want to make an impact. They want to do. They want to build something good. Things they want to. You know, they want to live a life that is made a great meaning. Right. So, what advice would you give to guys that uh, are out there today, working hard, you know, building their businesses or their careers, and who want to make a difference and an impact? What What advice would you give them? Well, I, I've known about Dream Builders for maybe five, eight years, but their philosophy is so important to an entrepreneur and a businessman. Where their philosophy that Kenan preached back then, and you do today, was that if you, there's no way to fail, what would your dream be that you would go do? And you have to put your head around that and your hands around that and, and realize that Okay, in the real world, you can fail. But if you if you take failure out of the picture, what would you do to, to make an impact? And that, that gives you the ability to go and do and have a vision and create a vision and bring people other people along with you because that's what it takes. It takes dedication. It takes patience. It takes endurance. And you can never give up. That's part of what an entrepreneur is. Absolutely. Well, that's been fantastic. I really, really appreciate the time that you spend with us today and visiting with us, I think that is phenomenal advice. We become free and full and fearless, as we say it, you yep. know, at uh, Dream Builders, as, uh, you know, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting for me to be part of your journey uh, and to see your family business thrive. So thank you again, John, for visiting with us today and being here today. Thank you so much. You're and, welcome. Uh, again, I feel honored that I was invited to, to share. Thank you, John. And I'm looking forward to being with you again at our next Orlando Impact uh, session with our next uh, special guest. Thank you again. You've been listening to Orlando Impact. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Securities offered only by duly registered individuals through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, MAS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. MAS and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. AEWM and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. The Life Wealth Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. The Life Wealth Group is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency.